ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on a laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk pronto Dr. DPHD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Let's go. Simon, I like the hair. I'm definitely liking the hair. Thanks. It's um you know, it, it, you know how it goes. You 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 get through an awkward stage, you finally get to something like this where I'm actually kind of happy with it right now, but it's just I I feel like all the stages in which we're happy with our hair is just, you know, a week or two between awkward stages. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how it is for me. That's how it is for me. Yeah. I get like a week or so, and then it's awkward again. Then it's weird oh, again. Oh, okay. But, it's going to change anyways, because you never show up as the same human. So, I mean, it's going to no, change. No, no, no. I mean, we're, we're none of us are. That, that's one of the Buddhist principles that uh, everyone changes. It's true. Everyone does change. I, that's why I, I, I refuse to be steadfast in anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So how can I be principled if I'm always changing? I I know, but you, you are always changing. I mean, it's literally like a different <laughs> dude aesthetically, especially every time. <laughs> You'd love what I'm wearing, actually. What what do you got going on here? What is that? Got some sky blue sky blue um jogging pants on today. Because oh, I'm like um I'm a little I'm a little under the weather, so I'm I'm going comfort today. Oh, I can't tell that you're under the weather. I can't tell that. Huh. I'm in. I'm trying to hide it. <laughs> You've been saying that <laughs> your whole life. Trying to <laughs> fake it. Oh gosh, been in the closet my whole life. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, did you get to watch Barbie? Did you watch the Barbie movie? Okay, so. I forgot that we were doing this today <laughs> instead of tomorrow. And I was going to watch the Barbie movie today. As I was feeling under the weather, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to relax and I'm going to watch the Barbie movie today. I kept putting it off. You know, I just don't get around to watching a lot of like full length movies and stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, there's always something else to do. I don't know. Everybody has stuff to do, you know, it's just what you make time to do. And I just hadn't been making time uh, to watch a lot of like full length movies. But as I was feeling under the weather, you know, I did watch one or two movies in the past, but you know, I, I didn't even make it through, all the way through them <laughs> for the most part. You know, I mean, it's been so bad. I've just been like, oh, I'm too tired for this. I'm not even going to watch it. Oh, man. Well, you know, one of our favorite directors, Mike Flanagan has a, a a fairly new series out on Netflix, the House, of, the Usher. House of Usher. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. it? I I haven't watched it yet. I um I actually wanted to revisit because it's been probably twenty years at least since I actually read the, you know, the Edgar Allan Poe yeah. book that yeah. it's based on. So I thought um I want to go back and read it again first before I watch the the series it's another mini series right yeah man and i watched it with uh michelle and i said 
this guy's an animal. He's so good at making yeah. stuff. I thought it was, mm. I mean, I thought it was incredible. I'm just going to say it. I thought it was an excellently well done. And I mentioned you a few times when I was watching yeah. with her. I said, <laughs> Simon's going to love this. Is the, the dialogue is so well done in it. The storytelling. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of got a supernatural feel to it, horror. But, like, the scenes where people talk, there's a lot of gravity to it. A lot to chew on there, man. A lot to chew on. That's what I want. I've actually been doing more writing myself recently. And, yeah. um, you know, I've had some ideas, you know, some new, some old ideas, you know, just kind of, you know, you know how they just, you know, sure. flitter around the brain for a while. And finally, I've been trying to get some of these ideas out. And um, in the form of a play or two, and uh, and it was just funny. I was just talking to my, my son, uh, Moses, on the phone, and I was telling him about one of them and, and uh, just telling him that it's basically an excuse for me to try and, like, talk about ideas yeah. you know if you have these characters talk about these ideas you know in a hopefully in a in a digestible but also a, hopefully a profound you know way that that would leave you know people thinking which yeah. is uh unfortunately not what a lot of <laughs> plays what do movies. you mean thinking i mean what's that about <laughs> You know, um, this will interest you. Uh, the, I, I, I've been meaning to look into this more, but somebody sent Shannon, my wife, you know, uh, a message, and they were talking about the aspect of faith or a faith-based religion um, kind of hindering the development of the cerebral cortex. Mm. And it was really interesting because Shannon was sharing this uh, with me just hours after I had really upset the teacher in a Bible study class. Not again, Simon. <laughs> but I mean, not like made them flustered and, and, and quiet, but like made them very angry. Angry? Yeah. Like describe this anger. Uh, the kind of anger where somebody is just trying to shut you down and, and talking over the top of you in a very loud and exaggerated way, and then storms out. Oh, and the, you know, they stormed, it was the end of class anyway. So they, but they, they stormed out of that class in a very angry fashion and the type of angry where people are, um, trying to explain to me afterwards that this person is not, not usually like this. You know, mm. and maybe there's something going on in their life that's, you know, okay. made them, but that's all well and good. I, I'm not, I found it amusing. I was not offended by it. I, yeah. But what I found amusing about it is that I had not said, you're wrong, I'm right. I had posed what I was, the, the point I was making in the form of a question. I said, you know, I'm confused about this because... You're saying this, but the Bible says this, you know, and I'm just quoting the Bible right. to him. And I'm not saying it in a way like, you know, like I say, like, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm saying, you know, I'm trying to, you know, start, I'm trying to have a conversation right. and say, 
you know, uh, and it was very funny because the the class is in in Romans, and we were in chapter five, and we were taking on the the first half of chapter five, and at the start of each class, they always start with a short video, and it's been produced by some Christian company, and the host of it is, uh, you know, he's just going through the verses that we're that we're talking about that week, and and um, I, I had several problems with the video, and I actually tried to stifle my laughter at one point because oh, Simon. I mean, you can't blame me for this. When people say things that are so objectively wrong. So he had made a very passive just claim about Buddhism, that Buddhism uh, through their philosophy of letting go no longer loves anything. What? Exactly. That makes that, no that sense. That look is on. Yeah, it it makes, no, makes sense. no sense whatsoever. It's coming from a place of complete ignorance. Yeah, that's true. And so I, I burst out laughing, and I tried to disguise it as a cough. You know, I was like, and I was like, just say what? Yeah, you know, I was like, but you know, a friend of mine sitting next to me, she knew I was laughing. I was that did not do a good job of hiding that it was a laugh. You know, but I, I try to be respectful, but I mean. But, you know, my whole thing is, is if you're going to make a claim, you have to be able to back it up. Yeah. And unfortunately, my the point of faith-based religion not allowing for the development of the cerebral cortex is faith-based religion is allowed to make, allows itself to make a claim without ever having to back it up. Right. And although Christian apologists the goal is to prove Christianity correct. Unfortunately, what they do to prove it correct is making claims that they never have to back up. Right, right. And that that and that's really unfortunate. It really gives Christianity a bad name. Yeah, you know, it it, it and it really uh, uh, gives Christianity the stigma of a bunch of ignorant people who right. aren't thinking. Right. You know, and as you and I know, that's. That's not all of us, you know. No, no. Part, we are part of that Christian community who is trying to think profoundly and deeply about these topics. So in that video, I brought up that video because he had actually mentioned Job because that those first uh the first half of, of Romans chapter five uh partially deals with the subject of suffering. Right. So of course you know nobody in the Judeo Christian uh, faith can can possibly talk about suffering without mentioning Job, right? <laughs> so he he brings up uh, Job, yeah, and and that's that's all well and good, uh, but he he quotes from Job in three different places, uh, but in doing so he, he, you know how it is, a cherry pick. Yeah, of course. So one of the moments he cherry picks is that uh, Job's wife has said, you know, curse God and die. It's like, well, the guy didn't bother to mention Job's response, which is, if we accept good from God, shall we not also accept evil? You can translate that word evil to perhaps sure. calamity or disaster. You, it doesn't have to necessarily be evil in, in the sense that a lot of us think sure. of evil, but it, it, that is still a valid translation as well. Um. So the the teacher was talking about how God never does anything to harm us, but he allows things to happen 
that will harm us. And I was like, well, to go along with the video, that's actually not what the Bible teaches. You know, Job right. specifically teaches that, um, you know, we should accept harm from God if we also accept good from God. And, and he was trying to talk over me. He's like, no, 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 that's not what it says, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, that's just exactly what it says. And, and he starts, you know, he's doing that whole thing where he just like yells over me. Sure. Instead of allowing me to finish a sentence. Uh, but finally, I, I, I was able to get the rest of my sentence in it. And I was able to say, you know, at the very end of Job, it, this, this, is, this idea is confirmed because it specifically says that Job's friends and family come to comfort Job over the things that God has done to him or has caused to happen to him it's it's very specific in its verbiage it, it's not has allowed to happen to him it's that god had done these things anyway he was very upset about all of this mm. you know and, and he 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 accused me of just being there to be a disruptor and to oh. take the class into he's like you're not even trying to talk about what we're talking about we're talking about Paul's epistle in Romans, and you're you're trying to talk about these macro ideas and stuff like that. I was like, I'm just talking about what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't, but so I don't need to carry on with the story any, any sure. further. But but the the point I'm making is that this guy was working on a fight or flight response, right, with an undeveloped cerebral cortex when it came to his ideas or beliefs being challenged with simple logic and reason yeah not from an outside source but from the source that he is claiming to be the infallible word of god yeah. i'm just quoting his bible you know the and <laughs> so not like you're using taoist you know practices and you know philosophy yeah i'm not i'm not saying oh well christianity's wrong or or you know the yeah. bible's wrong you know because of this that and the other it's like no this is actually just what the yeah. bible says yeah. so I, I mean you know so and and you know my greater point if i had a greater point was just to say you're presenting a very simplistic and uninformed view yeah but the very Bible that you're quoting from presents a very complex view yes. of these topics. Right. And so I, I think it's very irresponsible to speak so simplistically yeah. about these things. That's all I would, I would say. It's yeah. not, I'm right, you're wrong. It's not, you know, uh, the Bible's wrong or this is wrong. It, it's no, the, the, it's just more complex than what you're presenting. That's all. Yeah. yeah. It's a great story, actually. And um reminds me of a conversation I was having with Michelle this weekend. It's like, well, you know, we got to think like um your development and your brain and you know, cerebral cortex and frontal lobe and all that. I mean, if you're growing up with the God you know, right? And lost people are growing up with the God that was presented to them yeah. with zero pushback. And I think yep. these this the idea of a pushback makes it feel like you're betraying what you've what you've learned. I just think, and I think we're similar. I just think that's not true. It's, it's no, just I, like yeah. you're not betraying 
your faith and you're just you're trying to get a more a nuanced understanding of what's happening. Not all of this is exactly what it says it is. I mean, it's like, like it's okay. My, my acceptance that Buddhist writings about these very topics are much more informed and nuanced than yeah. Christian writings right. is not a betrayal of Christianity. Oh. It is to say that there are resources out there that help us to understand these topics even better than the Bible does because the, you know, the Bible just can't, I was writing about this actually for, so one of these plays I'm working on, it's a, it's about a Catholic Bishop. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, he's, he's, um, he's, he actually ends up being kind of the villain of, of the show. Um, perhaps not in the way that people might expect, but he thinks he's, he's being the hero, but he ends up becoming the villain, but uh, he will give a, a couple of sermons in it. And I was writing some of the ideas for one of those sermons for it. And uh, so anyway, um, so I was thinking about these topics and I was thinking about how uh, um, the idea that, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to try to summarize it very yeah. quickly. So the idea of the Garden of Eden, of God creating the garden, was not just a place for man to dwell. It was also a place for God to come down and dwell on, on earth. So it was this perfect paradisical place where God could also come in and dwell. When man is booted out of the garden, uh, the next place within the Bible, wherein God chooses to dwell, is in the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle. That eventually becomes the temple. But what is happening, or one view, I should say, of what is happening, is that God is being confined to a space. Because prior to the tabernacle, God is appearing on mountains, in in burning bushes, He's uh, speaking to Moses uh, as a face-to-face, as a man speaks to, to, to another person. And, but anyway, eventually they build the, the, the tabernacle and the Holy of Holies, and now God will only dwell there. And in, in one sense, they have built a prison for God. Now, the Christian view of this is that when Jesus dies... The, the, the veil of the Holy of Holies is rent in two, and this symbolically frees God from this prison. And now God is for everybody. Right. But what happened, unfortunately, is that almost immediately Christianity sought for another prison in, in which to confine God and what they use is the Bible. Mm. And now Bible, and now the, the Bible is the only place where you can find the truth about God. The ridiculousness of this is that God is an infinite and eternal being. <laughs> and you're trying, and we're trying to say that this is the only place where God's word can be found. Yeah. That to me is ludicrous. That's crazy to me. I'm serious, man. <laughs> but there's no wonder why then you would get essentially a stunted critical thinking 
Yes. In your mind, because you don't allow the possibility of other alternative methods to find God. And yes. you can take this to almost any subject, literally. Yeah. And yeah. say, oh, okay, well, you, this pushback is bothering you because you literally, you have allowed no other thoughts to enter your mind about this. And, yes. And if that happens, I understand that being scared because you think this is going to cripple my existence. What else yeah. do I have to turn to if I don't have this? And people get defensive, you know? People want the Bible to be the anchor of, of their life. Yes. And without it, what, what, you know, what do they have? Yeah. Well, for me, and I think for you, you have your God-given gift of intelligence. Yeah. And your own personal relationship with the divine. Yes. I mean, for me, that's the, that, that is the reason the Bible exists, is to help us along our way for our own personal relationship with the yes. divine. It's, it's almost like a paint by numbers type scenario where you're right. learning how to paint, but eventually you create your own style. You know, you, yeah. you, you, yeah. you go off and become your own painter. Right. And if we're not able to use, utilize the Bible in that way, then what you said, you know, that we're, we're just stunted in our growth, which is really unfortunate. And it's also unfortunate that it doesn't have to be that way because the Bible is such a rich and complex tapestry of different types of writings, different yes. beliefs, honestly. There's different beliefs in God that are, that are you know, uh, communicated throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Some of those beliefs we should feel free to reject. Right. I've kind of expressed this, I think, before, but my my character Bishop Canty, uh, he he expresses this uh, in this way. He says, um, uh, "If we don't know God better today than the authors of the Bible, and we don't have a better relationship with God today." than those ancient authors of the Bible, then we have literally squandered thousands of years. Yeah. And I just don't think God would be very happy about that, about yeah. our squandering thousands of years and only relating to God via the Bible. Yeah. And you I know mean, what? This happens in politics too, only relating to people via the Constitution. And like, yeah. there's no other your, ideas or your political party's your political interpretation party. of the right. constitution. This is or... Only this way. There can be no other ideas. And it's like, you can be in the same space, whatever you identify as independent, all that, and think this is pretty good stuff, a part of this. And I'm going to reject some of this other stuff. That's also part of this. Yep. There's, there's a disconnect in that currently, like, and especially in religion, it's like, no, all these things are completely true. I'm like, mm. well, <laughs> as, as we've talked about before, I mean, you, you know, uh, political party becomes religion. Yes. And it also, it has the same effect. Yes. Of, uh, of, of, of dismantling our ability for rational thought. Mm. And so it, 
is one of the reasons I'm so glad that at a young age, over 20 years ago, I decided to become an independent and not to pick a definitive side. A lot of people accuse me of being a centrist. <laughs> it's so funny, though. You're accused of being a centrist. I mean, as if that's a bad thing. What's so one. bad about that? I mean, I've been a centrist probably for the last 15 years. Not yeah. as long as you, but I, I just saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, this makes more sense to me because there's things I really like and there's things I reject. Why would I be on? Yeah. I'm not going to be like completely liberal and completely conservative. <laughs> like, this makes no sense to me. It, Humans are made up of so many different, much stuff. Like, we're, we're into a lot of different things. Listen, some people like going to cosplay conventions. Not my thing, but you know, is that is like, if that's the only yeah. thing, I don't want just that. <laughs> it was like, I mean, maybe I go to a different convention every once in a while. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it, it it's sometimes I'm I'm you know, and and I try to stay away from political discussions on social media, face to face, person to person. Sure. I'm all yeah. in uh, yeah, with 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 somebody else who's who's open to having an actual conversation. Right, they want to play in that. A, yeah, a and they're way, not just you know? yeah, they're not just trying to talk over you and and tell you you're wrong, you know. But they're actually we're actually trying to have an exchange of ideas. But what happens on a on a platform like a social media where it, it, it's 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 tribalism to the point where everybody looks like an idiot. Yeah, the most educated person people will look like a complete fool when they argue on social media i mean not always but quite often this yeah. is what happens and i've seen that a lot with um you know i subscribe to a lot of different uh the, these channels on on youtube that talk about different you know science and history and things like that and um there's there's uh, one channel i've been uh, i was kind of following for a little bit but they got so hung up on the LGBTQ question, hmm. for me, it's not even a question. It's and just what's like the question. That's that's <laughs> just that's if people live differently and think differently, why do you care? Yeah. But they were coming at it from what they felt was a biological standpoint, and they were just thinking so hung up on the idea that that it's harmful for people to. Um, look at gender as a continuum a spectrum and mm -hmm. things like that instead of seeing that it's male and female and you know etc 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 and these are highly intelligent people but once they got stuck on that thing it, it, it's like they just put on these blinders yeah and refuse to look at or or even in, entertain the idea that who cares? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, time to let it go, man. Let's let's assume that these people are are one hundred percent correct, and that biologically speaking, there's just male and female. Let's just grant them that. Right. Now let's go back to the question: Does it harm anyone? for them to decide they want to live as the different gender than they were born as. Who is that harming? And uh, nobody can really answer that question. No. 
you know, and, and how does that harm society? How does that, I mean, how does that harm anybody? It, so anyway, it, it, it just boggles me that people who are so intelligent will get so stuck. Yeah. You yeah. know, on this thing, instead of just Crazy. shrugging, shrugging and just saying, cool, that's what they want to do. Fine. That's literally what I think all the time, yeah. <laughs> which is so fun. But here's, I think the next step to that is too, then like, if a very intelligent person, like they can't do it, then if they're very religious, then they drop their religion, religious bomb on you. Well, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. And then it's like, now there's thing, you can't counter this because like, dude, of course I can. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, I could say I reject that and you can call me blasphemous if you want. But listen, I know the teachings of Jesus. He would not be happy about this. <laughs> no, <laughs> Come no, on. He just, Have you read this actually? <laughs> like, that's what I'm always. Have you actually read this? <laughs> like, you know, I was pointing this out to uh, a Christian friend of mine recently that, you know, they their religion is based on Paul, really. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, sure. and the teachings of Paul, and I and I think most, especially evangelical churches, are based on Paul. They're not actually yeah. based on the Gospels because in the Gospels, Jesus, he 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 doesn't really emphasize. He mentions it, but he doesn't emphasize baptism and his uh, sacrifice on the cross. Yeah he kind of hints at them but what are the things that he when he is and what's also interesting and and if if, if i'm wrong about this then somebody can can tell me but as i was thinking about it i was thinking about when he teaches baptism he does it in private to a singular person and when he te talks about uh, dying on on the cross, and I don't even think he ever talks about it on the cross. He just talks about dying yeah. and, and the sacrifice, yeah. but um, he only does so with those closest, those disciples closest to him. So, what does he teach when he has a crowd around him? He teaches treating other people well. That's what he teaches is. Uh, is the way to salvation, if that's what you yeah, want to call it. Sure. Um, he does so very expressly in stories like the 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 sheep and the goats, where mm -hmm. the sheep are, are the ones who um, have have uh, served other people, and in so doing, have served God and, and Jesus. Yeah, and right. the goats are the ones who haven't served other people; therefore, they haven't served God and Jesus. And we all know who ends up going to heaven and yeah. who doesn't, right? Never in that parable or in that story is is there a mention of Jesus's sacrifice, or is there a mention uh, as the only way to salvation, or is there a mention of baptism as one of the steps towards salvation? It's only serving other people. Yeah. <laughs> serving and loving and caring for other people. These are the teachings that Jesus emphasizes over and over, and over again. And over again. <laughs> Just had this conversation, literally. I was banging this drum hard the other day. 
like this is it, man. This is like the linchpin of, of like the teachings of this. And I was like, I think one of the things that we've done a great disservice in churches and religion is we have often made service about service at church mm, and yep. not about service like, hey, that service starts with your family, how you mm. treat your family. And then how you treat your coworkers, how you treat friendships and whatever, all those things. But it's and it's just it's it's so like, again, it's stunted. It's like, well, you co-serve here. That's great. That's totally great. But if like that's not your jam, you should have made, made you feel like be shamed, like that your service is less than because it's not in a church type of yeah. thing. And this, I think, is another issue or, you know, churches have changed with it over time. It's like. This is the monoculture. You need to come dress this way. I'm going to wear this hat. I'm going to do these things. You know, and, and that in many ways has changed in a lot of larger churches. But in many ways, it's also a disguise for very, it's just like, hey, here's the marketing out front. And the conservative, far, far conservatism is in the, in that, in the teaching, actually, in yeah. there. So yeah. I, I think it's just, it's, there's I appreciate a lot of your use of the word marketing. Yeah, it is. You know what? A lot of people probably kill me for that. You know, no. but honestly, I don't care. I really that don't is, care. It's a lot of marketing, exactly what though, it Simon. Is. You know, uh, I I'm not using this word in a derogatory way. I'm using the word propaganda, mm. and I'm not saying I'm not talking about the church is lying, right. or, or doing things like yeah. that. I'm just saying that they're the propaganda of most Christian churches is to be the big tent that accepts everybody but then you get there and they're like well I you're know. welcome to be here but you still can't go to heaven if you're this that or the <laughs> other you know you have to conform yes to these very conservative yes very conservative ideas yes. um all are welcome with a stipulation you could come here but once we if we find out you know, you show up yeah. like a drag queen because that's how you like to roll. You're not accepted here. You sent uh, me that article of the Alabama mayor who just yes. committed suicide because yeah. he was outed as having cross-dressed. Yeah. Right. Nothing could be more disgusting to me. That I mean, to me, that's a hate crime. That's a hate I'm crime. Not, I'm not saying that you can be taken to court and 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 do time, sure. but I think morally speaking, that's a hate crime. Yeah. And I think and, and I think under G under Jesus's teaching, yeah, that's a hate crime for sure. Most definitely. I just saw that and I was just like, I sent this to Simon. This is like what we talk about. Like, and, and again, I know, like, I honestly would love it if pastor showed up and they were in drag i honestly think it'd be awesome it'll be and honestly it'd probably be pretty funny they're usually pretty funny <laughs> i have i have joked about going to church in drag before oh, I, I think i think i'm, I'm gonna do so it awesome. i think i'm gonna do it it's it's i mean i love that, I, I already so in my, my own uh church community is very conservative yeah. they actually have what you know they consider a white shirt and tie uh, it, it's been commonly referred to as the the uniform of the priesthood. So if you're a male priesthood holder, that is how you should be coming to yeah. church. You know, white shirt and tie. Um, why the shirt has to be white, I have no idea. 
why we have to have something tied around our neck uh, that 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 uh, looks like a fancy noose. I have no idea. I don't know why God would care. <laughs> why, I, I, exactly. I, I, I just don't know why. I mean, why doesn't God want us to show up dressed the way Jesus dressed? Right. I, I have. I mean, right. What what you've presented to me in this moment is a God who cares about fashion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really cares about fashion. That catwalk, baby. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he wants you to look your best. You know, <laughs> your best, and your but your best in the confines of the era in which you live. Yes. So if I come dressed in in very uh, fancy 17th century dress. Yeah. Well, then I'm just in some silly costume. But I was like, <laughs> well, maybe Jesus likes this fashion better. How do you know? How do you know what Jesus likes? So he maybe really Jesus... loved that type of gear, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> he loved a little yeah. beanie hat, man. Uh... You know? So into it. <laughs> he was a hoodie guy, maybe like me. You know? Yeah, maybe <laughs> just all into hoodies. All into hoodies. You know? <laughs> I mean, so these are the things that they don't withstand scrutiny. Yeah. The moment you question them, they fall, they crumble completely, completely under the weight of any kind of criticism, which is why I just don't understand why any church puts any kind of importance upon them. Yeah. I have no idea. It's so <laughs> confusing to me. And that is why, it's probably been about 15 years ago, I made the conscious decision to, to say no to that. And I started showing up in uh, jeans and, and flip flops. Sure. And, you know, because I'm like, this is how I dress outside of church. It would is God going to be so impressed by <laughs> me putting on some a different pair of shoes and a pair of slacks and a white shirt and tie is that is god gonna be like "Ooh, you Simon. really love me now mm. yeah how deep is your love <laughs> i mean you're flashing in here for me <laughs> oh, i know it man so and you know it flies in the face of we are all naked in the eyes of the lord yeah you know yeah it it, 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 it just you know god's a perv <laughs> like old Simon again. <laughs> this is the stuff that gets you in trouble. <laughs> this is the stuff that gets Simon in big trouble, man. It does get me in big trouble. But you know who, who I don't think it gets me in trouble with? I don't think it gets me in trouble with God. I think I he has a pretty you. good sense of humor about it. Totally. I think, agree. I think he laughed at that joke just now. Yeah, he's like, you know, this Simon, that's the dressing, eh, the, the joke's really good. Yeah. Like, really good. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, I, all right, so here, here's something that I think you'll enjoy. So uh, when I was talking to uh, uh, friends of mine who are in that Bible study class after the class was over mm -hmm. and, and all the drama had, had yeah, taken place out, and everything, yeah. and so we're just sitting around and talking, and, and they were asking me, well, what, what is your, you know, like, why, why are you coming to the class? And, and I was like, well, I was invited for one. And and my friend was saying, I want you to be here. Yeah. I, I like you being here, but what's your motivation behind it? You know? Yeah. And um, you know, I said, and I said, you know, I do consider myself a Satan. And their eyes got really big. Simon, you just really <laughs> 
And I said, you have to put that in the context of how Satan was, uh, the word Satan was used in the Bible, in, yeah. the, in, in the, the Hebrew Bible, or what we commonly refer to as the Old Testament. Yeah. Because the idea of a singular antagonist who is Satan with a capital S almost completely, if not completely absent from the Hebrew Bible, from the Old Testament. It's it's an idea that really only starts to gain momentum after the Jews come, come back from Babylon. So this is, uh, and, and and probably only maybe two, maybe, maybe 300 years before Jesus. And they probably got this idea from Zoroastrianism, which has a binary idea of mm. God and a Satan or, or an antagonist to God. Other religions didn't have that. Right. Because they're mo- they were polytheists. Right, exactly. So there's not just one against the other. There's no binary relationship between these gods. So anyway, my point was saying that um, Satan, it, just, just take Satan and Job, for example. He's not the Satan of Christianity. He's in the council of heaven. He is a servant and uh, maybe a, perhaps you'd call him an angel of God. Mm-hmm. And he does not do anything without God's command and express right. permission. So he is not, into, and you can make, and I've made this a very solid argument, that that Satan loves God. And that is why he is antagonistic toward humanity, because he sees humanity as not loving God enough. Mm. And if things don't go their way, then they betray God. And that is his wager with Job, that Mm. if you stop protecting him and you take away all these good things that he has, that he'll be just like everybody else. So Satan, the Satan in that story, he loves God and despises humanity. But only because humanity doesn't love God the way that that Satan wants it. So anyway, and the word Satan just means to be an antagonist. Yeah. So he's not evil. Being an antagonist is not evil. And to prove it, King David is described as a Satan, a potential Satan against the Philistines. That is the word that's used because he's a potential adversary right. to the Philistines. So in that way, I consider myself a Satan because I am adversarial <laughs> to bad ideas <laughs> and to claims with no substance. There's a lot of that going around, man. I like how you said their eyes got really big. They're like, oh, it was really never good. heard was, this before. Right? That was really fun. It was really, it was really entertaining. Um, <laughs> Simon, you look you going in there, man. You, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is this is a sharpening of the sword for you, man. Is it? like sharpen that sword, man. You go in there. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's it's a practice. It is a, um, let's say it. it 
it's so you know it's like if you do something a lot and you study something a lot and you sharpen the sword you know a conversation to me is a practice you get really good at it when you talk a lot yeah and you you don't worry about what you're going to say or how you know you just it just starts pouring through you i mean you're really good at that you know and 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 being adversarial but you're not a prick about it you know it's like <laughs> i just think like you're saying things that people have never pushed they've never been pushed at, about at all they'd like never heard i it. I, I appreciate that because it. that's what i'm trying to do yeah. i'm trying to you know like we were talking about earlier it's just things just aren't that simple yeah you know right. um i mean very few things in life are that simple right i mean you love your wife of course you don't want to be separated from her right but aren't there moments in your marriage where you're just like man i wonder what my life would have been like had i not got married <laughs> i think it's everybody has different thoughts like that whether they want to admit them or not exactly the whole different thing you know you love your kids right there's yeah. moments with your children you're like why did i do this <laughs> <laughs> and i always tell them when i'm thinking that i'm very open Simon. and honest about it I always that's gonna like, tell you about that you know what this was a mistake <laughs> Simon's like, this goes straight out the brain, out yeah. the mouth. <laughs> you know what, guys? I may have made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be keeping it real, you know? Like, oh, man. Not like we can hey. go back, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> but, you know, my only point in bringing that up is because I think to you and I, family is the most important thing. Yeah. And I think to most people in a healthy relationship, family is the most important thing yeah. to them but it's not as cut and dry as um i've never had any other thought other than i i, I just love being married and i love being yeah a father. of course you know yeah. that right. we're just too complex to not to have had at least those thoughts we dismiss those thoughts because we know we're wrong when we're yeah. thinking that I know any time that I've thought, man, you know, maybe it'd be easier to not be married. Well, I'm wrong yeah. because, because I can't imagine a better partnership right. than the one I have with my wife. Yeah. And life would not be easier to be single. Life would, you know, life would not be um, more enjoyable. It would yeah. not be, you know, it would... I would be robbing from myself. Yeah. The 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 amazing gifts and blessings yeah. of being married to somebody who's so different from me. Right. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And in the same sense, I think it's a struggle with all things that are held onto very tightly without lots of nuanced. It's <clears throat> there's you have thoughts. I mean, you're like, man, I heard the pastor say this. That didn't seem right. Like, you know, yeah. like there's people, a bunch of people who are sitting in church. They hear something, they go, ooh, I don't know. But then they just shove it away, you know? And it, yeah. it's just not that simple to say that this is it. Like there's no other conversation piece around LGBTQI. There's no other conversation around purity culture there's no other conversation around uh the rapture like it's like how can there not be other conversations 
Yeah. One sounds like me when I did psychedelics not while ago. I mean, it's like, a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's, you know, another just sounds foolish to be like, yeah. hate people that are just different sexually. I mean, who cares? Like, it's like, you it know, sounds I, foolish, actually. Anybody who believes in the rapture, now <laughs> I could say unequivocally they're wrong <laughs> if they believe in the Bible. Because there is no such thing as the rapture in the Bible, <laughs> which I, Crazy, I always right? find I always find very entertaining because the idea of the rapture is a very modern idea. It has no scriptural um, Kirk Cameron uh, connection. Movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, so <laughs> that's what's so funny is that these champions of Christianity fully embrace ideas that have no context in the history of their own religion, other than somebody made it up along the way yeah and it, it, i'm just like well if your appeal is that the bible is your is your end-all be-all to all these things why are you making all this other shit up why are you making it up shouldn't you know it <laughs> yeah you know? just like when they interviewed people again i know i could talk to you about politics it's just like when they interviewed people whatever side it is about why they're into the candidate they're into or what values do they have they literally can't say what it is they're yeah. like, well, yeah. uh, you know, I heard this one guy's, well, you know, it's because like um, they want to control children. I'm like, what? That sounds crazy to me. Like, what do you mean yeah. control children? Like, like, aren't you aren't you against this whole thing? Like, what does that mean? Like, I mean, I the most obvious example is, you know, Donald Trump. I mean, <clears throat> any, anytime I talk to somebody who, who you know, is a is a big fan. And yeah. I'm just like, well, why? <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, I honestly, it's just like, word, why? why? I, mean, I, I, I just <laughs> don't understand. Um, so give me, give me a reason. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, the reasons they give are are so paper thin, and so in, in, in having any evidence to back them up. Yeah, and some have known what none whatsoever. Like you're saying, they're just completely baseless claims yeah and when i ask for the evidence behind those claims dead silence it's yeah. just silence they have there's nothing there there's yeah. absolutely nothing there and hey if donald trump's your guy fine 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 okay. but but embrace the truth about donald trump sure. don't pretend that donald trump is somebody he's not yeah. just like in the last election i voted for uh, biden I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's, you know, made every like, good choice right. and that he's 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 been a perfect president and all this <laughs> stuff. It's like that would be, you know, a complete rejection of reality. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally rejecting reality. It's yeah. just like holding. It's like we're we've devoid of holding different thoughts at the same time. You know, like you're juggling. I remember I learned how to juggle in college. You know. I was, Started with socks and stuff. Then I got to, you know, tennis balls. And it's like, you really got to have hand-eye coordination. Got to see all these different balls. There's a lot of balls juggling in the air. Yeah. I can hold these different balls. I can hold different thoughts. And it's yeah. like, there's like, that's just a very difficult concept for people today is like, well, I don't know. Like, well, I just like the way the country was when he was doing it. Well, how how was it? I mean, what policies were like? Did you really <laughs> enjoy? Like, I I actually want to know. I'm like, well, tell me I, I, the policies. I do I'm I do curious, as well because actually, you know? 
for me, from my perspective, and you know, the the four years under Donald Trump were the most tumultuous four years of a presidency yeah. of my lifetime. Right. More tumultuous than Reagan, Clinton, right. Bush, Bush again, you know, the right. <laughs> Bush. Now you said two, your lifetime. Obama. That you made a right. You said my life. That's my life experience. Your lifetime. I wasn't around for uh, um, uh, Tricky Dick. You know, right. I wasn't around for Watergate. So uh, I can't speak to that. Oh, yeah. I can only look at that in the in the lens of history. But in my lifetime, there's never been a more tumultuous four years. Yeah. Than the four years of Donald Trump being president. Yeah, I mean, what happened? I don't even know what happened. Like, and I'm like, including 9/11 in that. Right, exactly. You know, I know. I mean, like, nothing got done. I could say I know these policies really well. Nothing got done except for a bunch of executive orders for travel bans, and a lot of whiffing on building a wall that's actually getting built by someone else. I mean, it's like, yeah. I I don't. I mean, it's like to say like. Joe Biden's the worst president ever. I'm like, I don't think you know the history of presidents. Herbert Hoover wasn't very good. <laughs> like, I was like, eh, there's a well, lot of really bad presidents, actually. I was like, you know, if, if, if you're just doing a one for one between Biden and, and Donald Trump, I mean, Biden has passed some of the most historic legislation right. In our lifetimes, right? You know, yeah. and so and 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 there, it's legislation to actually move the country forward, not right. try to take it back, back. to a to, yeah. to 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 its to the past, but actually look for you know look toward the 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 future of things like our our uh, ability to re you know regain our footing in in yeah. manufacturing and and you know technology and all these sure. kinds of things. Donald Trump was championing coal. Yeah. You know I mean, what I'm really? saying? That's what we're I doing. Mean, <laughs> I mean, coal is a necessity of the now, but it's not the future. Not. It, you know, and so instead, you know, and so he, he's on a platform. I'm just using this as, a, as, as an easy yeah. example, but it's a platform of, of uh, you know, staying in the now instead of trying to prepare us for the future right and and the biden you know uh, administration has passed these policies and these uh you know uh, to 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 prepare us for a better future right. instead of continuing to burn coal <laughs> like for a future that that person I mean, won't be a part of you know like it's yeah and it's like i was i think i was telling michelle the other day i said what does make America great again mean, actually? And I said, I would I just I would love for someone out there like to bait this with me, like because based off of the rhetoric I hear, it sounds like submission. It means sounds oh, like yeah. that make America great and submissive again and that we don't want people to have rights that we want people. We want the this the playbook to go back to. A very, very well. Now they they want to make a a Christian nationalism based white male oriented society, where women had no rights, and people of color definitely had no rights. It's kind of like the whole thing about time travel. All these people want to go backwards in time. I'm like, how would that benefit me? <laughs> like, how would a current black man benefit from time traveling backwards to the to the fifties? Yeah. Like, how would that benefit me? 
I'm like, absolutely. I'll go to the future. Thank you. I'm, like, I'm good with the future. I'm going part two when back to the future. That's where I'm going. <laughs> I don't probably go part three. That's bad for me. That's bad. Uh, for absolutely. Me. Absolutely. And, and, and you're hitting it right on the nail right on the head because um, the big fear right now is that white people become a minority. Yeah. That white Christians become a minority in yeah. this country. And, you know, people are scared of what that means. Yeah, they're scared of it. You know, it. but yeah. I mean, you're not. No, I'm not worried about <laughs> you're it. You're not scared of what that means. I'm not worried you're about like, it. You're things. looking I'm forward like, to yeah, it. Yeah, right? I'm like, great. Like, oh, I mean, most people oh, could probably look like me in the future. Better representation <laughs> uh, uh, for, for me. And, look, people, and, you know? look at me. This is what a lot of people are going to look like in the future. Like 100 years, going to be a lot of Darren Absolutely. Parker looking like people. All right? And they're going to be a lot better looking. <laughs> they're going to be a lot better looking. The, the most beautiful people in the world tend to be mixed race. They're like more exotic looking, right? And yep. people love that. I just think it's like going backwards. I'm pretty sure, you know, ancient civilizations, you know, they kept moving forward. They weren't trying to go back to like, hey, we have nothing here. Like, let's go back to that. I just think it's like a submissive thing. And then the, the idea of like loving the Constitution and then wanting the United States to be a Christian-run government country is that makes no sense. To your I mean, point, to the point you're making right now, isn't that what Jesus was trying to do? He was trying right. to move the conversation forward. You're stuck on the law of Moses, the law, <laughs> right, of, and he's stuck. like, he, he's like, you, 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 I'm not telling you to disobey the law of Moses. Right. I'm telling you, it's not good enough, and you yeah. need to move forward. Move on, people. Yeah. <laughs> This is like and, not and, backwards. And to to Paul's credit, he actually moves that conversation even further right. forward by saying, "You don't even need the law anymore. Right. You know, the law of Moses yeah. anymore." And and you can agree or disagree with that depending on your dogmatic stance. But sure. at, at least Paul is. He, you could argue he's even more progressive than Jesus in certain ways. Yeah, in certain ways. Um, uh, but but in any case, he is he's attempting to move a conversation forward. He's not saying let's go back to the way it was. Yeah, he's saying we've got to move forward. Uh, and I think he he fully recognized that Christianity was going to die if they didn't if it didn't yeah. become a Gentile religion, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and. and that is how we need to be viewing our own country. Like we're we're dead in the water if we don't progress. Dead. China, Russia, whoever becomes the next big superpower if we don't progress and move forward. You try to move backward, we're done. We're done. That's the whole thing. The slogan should be move America forward. That's what it should be. It should not be make America great again, which was by by the way stolen. That was Ronald Reagan's yeah. idea. I mean, it's not even an original idea. I mean, it's come not. on, it's like a lot of the no. movies today. Terrible non-original ideas. I mean, it's just like I, you know. I think I think it was a not. It was basically a Nazi slogan too. Make Germany great again. You know. I mean, it was. You know, it's crazy stuff to uh, me. It's like why do we want to so, go backward? You know, in like the nineteen eighties, inflation was crazy. And there were 12% mortgages. Oh, you want to go back to that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it's not that. You want to go back to controlling people and having it be a certain lifestyle. 
right? They want people to go back in the closet. They want yeah. people seriously. This would that's yeah. I'd rather somebody I would respect somebody if they just told me that I respect the least that they were courageous enough to tell me to my face. No, I want to go back to where like women had no rights. I, that's what I wanted. I'm like, all right, at least I, I know. I'd really stand. like segregation again. Yeah, like you know, I want to go back the, to Just that. have the yeah. courage to say, just say I, I, I'd like to have a segregated neighborhood again. Right. Just say that. And because I, I know I know people who feel that way and they have literally moved in order to find a neighborhood that is like that. Right. But they won't say it out loud. Yeah, just say it out loud. You know, everybody now is so all about saying the quiet part out loud and being bombastic and Trump. Like, why don't you just say it then? Like, yeah, that's what you'd like to go back to. But it ain't going to happen. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> good luck with that. It ain't yeah. going to happen. <laughs> no. uh, it is too many of us, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and thank goodness, you know, I just wish we could all come to that realization that diversity is so, it, it, it's our greatest strength. Yeah. Now, whether you're talking about diversity of race, culture, philosophy, religion, you know, any kind of art, you know, yeah. uh, film, music, whatever. Diversity is our greatest strength. It and is. anything we do to STEMI diversity weakens us yes. exponentially. And even like biological diversity, like if you're, we talk about colonizing Mars, you can't colonize Mars with just white people. Like no. it actually hurts the genetic pool when it's a homogenous gene pool. Like yeah. even scientists know this, like it has to be a diverse population to guard against diseases and all these different things. Like it's not good. Even down to the biological evidence, it should be very pro diversity. And you want to wear a dress when you're out and you're a dude, go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want all you want to wear diversity. high heels, have a good time, man. You know, like, yeah. Just have a great time. Like, you know, the greatest thing when I went to see RuPaul's Drag Race in Vegas, my daughter, we've surprised her with it because she loved, loved, loves drag queens. Yeah, I I'm talking you to you, right? Yeah, and it was a amazing. lot of old white dudes in there, by the way, just so everyone knows. Yeah. A lot of old white dudes. And I was like, unbelievable. This is awesome. Uh, and the majority of people in there were from Tennessee, Indiana, Oklahoma. They weren't from like Washington State. <laughs> California. I said, Oh, this is an undercover thing. I see. This is, that's what I said to myself. This is an undercover thing. You know? Going somewhere where they can actually be themselves. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. in Alabama, where you're at, there's plenty of people there who are into drag queens and other alternative lifestyles. They just yeah. don't feel safe. You yeah. know, just don't feel safe. Um, plenty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they were just, you know, trying to, they're passing bands in Tennessee and stuff yeah. like that. Luckily, we haven't had that yet in Alabama, <laughs> but it, 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 I'm sure somebody's trying to make it happen, yeah. you know. And but in just in my small little community, um, we actually had a very strong showing this past year for, yeah. you know, pride, uh, pride events and things like that, which um, and, you know, I'm involved in the theater here. Well, if you want theater, then you want gay people. <laughs> <clears throat> there's no doubt about it <laughs> you know and that's just Seriously. all there is to it that's just all there is Simon. to it that's just all you want theater you want gay people that's true man 
Totally yeah. true. But I, I just feel like that is true with almost any art form. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at the history of great artists, uh, musicians, composers, who whatever, uh, a high percentage of them were either closeted or open. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, if you want all this great art and this great music, you have to embrace Exactly. LGBTQ plus community. That's just no that's just it, you know. I mean, for and, sure. And you know, uh, for me being a straight guy, I embrace uh, femininity. You for know, sure. I embrace my feminine side. I embrace uh, whatever you know. Uh, I, I I embrace at least entertaining the idea of pansexuality and things like that. Sure. Oh. Could I be sexually attracted to uh, a guy? Uh, yeah, I think I probably could. You know, I mean, I, uh, I'm i not there yet, like wanting to act on it, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big reveal. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like being able to entertain the idea, yes, being able course. to entertain the idea that I'm a complex human being. Yes. That, that um, I, I can recognize, you know, uh, same sex, sex attraction, even within myself. Maybe it's not yes, like could. I want to, you know, uh, have an intimate, you know, sexual yeah. relationship with that person, but I'm attracted to them. It's attraction. Like you never watched a movie and saw, you know, like a guy who was straight and saw another guy and go, wow, it's a handsome guy. Like, wow. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's, it's like, it's just attraction. Like, it's just like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> What's the big deal? I don't know. I guess I'm just so like, I've always been like this, you know, even when I was really young, I just thought, what's the big deal here? I don't understand. Like there's people blowing other people up. Like, shouldn't we care about that? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it, I you mean, know, um, come on. I was just having this conversation about, you know, the unfortunate events happening in, in Israel and the Gaza Strip mm -hmm. right now with somebody. And uh, once again, I was being accused of being a centralist because I was just saying okay. that there's no easy solution right now. Yeah. What's wrong with saying and, that? <laughs> yeah. And, and you it, know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Zionist. I don't think... Uh, uh, the Jewish people should have, you know, been able to settle there against the will of the people who already lived there. Right. I, I'm, but it's already done. Yeah. And we can't expect a mass exodus of millions of people. No. So we have to find a more complex solution of living together. And that's not fair. It's not fair. You know, in a fair, just world, there would be a mass exodus and the Palestinian people would have their, their land back and the, their, yeah. their country back. Um, that, that would be the fair and just thing, but we're, we're, we're not in a situation where that's reasonable anymore, but we are in a situation as the United States of America, where we can say Israel unless you recognize Palestine as a sovereign nation and unless you give up at least part of, 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 you know, yeah. where you're at to them and et cetera, et cetera, you know, we can go down the list of all the things that Israel should be doing and have not sure. been doing. 
then we no longer support you financially, I, militarily, any of those things. I mean, common sense leadership. I mean, you know, makes and, sense. And you know, that's to me, that's what we should be doing. That's not going to that, that's not going to fix everything. No, it's not going to fix it all. It's not going to fix the animosity. It's not going to fix, you know, the troubled relationship between them. But we need to get Palestine out from under the heel of Israel. And whatever support we are granting Israel, we need to grant the same support to Palestine. It's just common, you know, to me, it's that's just like, sense, okay, we're, we're the big kid on the block. You know, uh, it, it, Israel's dead in the water without our military oh, support. Yeah. I mean, they're surrounded by people who are just going to take them down if the United States does not support Israel militarily. Right. So for me, that's like, oh, that's that's just easy. Yeah. You know, we, we, we take that stance and now we're going to see some real change. But we won't see that change so long as the United oh, States no. unequivocally. And, you know, it, it, it's such a terrible thing because to our conversation prior, why does the United States support Israel? Because of a terrible misunderstanding of the Bible. Thinking that those people, because of, you know, what happened in Exodus, in the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus. At least 3,000 years ago. That because of that, the, the, the Hebrew people deserved to infringe upon the, the Palestinians and be able to take that land from them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the most ridiculous and stupid thing I can think of. But it happened, and now we're here. Yeah. Now we're here. And now this we're is, here. That was the conflicts we have. I just like common sense stuff. Like, I don't like bombastic things. Like, there is regardless of politics and stuff, I never like when somebody is, like, just trying to be outrageous all the time. Like, you ever yeah. know somebody at a party or something and just always saying outrageous stuff for, like, the shtick, you know, yeah, to get attention? Is. I just does it could be anybody, Joe Schmo, it could be the president. I'm just like, this reeks of a lack of intelligence to me. You know, it's like, and, oh, and, we're uh, gonna end this war in 24 hours. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I this is not a person I could take serious. I mean, you know, it's like no. the discernment is unbelievable. Though I was telling Michelle, I said the lack of discernment feels like it's just flying out the window with people. And it's like yeah. Maybe and the media does it too with like sports is a guy has one great game. This is the next coming of the greatest quarterback. I'm like, maybe yeah. give him a season. Let's let's see how things go for a while. I mean, you know, it's like if the yeah. Lakers win their opening game, that doesn't mean they're gonna be NBA champs. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like okay, if they're 30 and 45, now I can tell you they're probably terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you know. I think one of the greatest sayings in sports is any given Sunday. Yeah. On any given Sunday, the best can beat the worst. Yeah. So you you can't judge anybody by a single game. No. You know, exactly. it, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And um, so somebody will 
uh, it's funny. We, we've talked about this a bit in the past, but you know, I'm I'm not like some huge LeBron James fan, right? But I just recognize he's at least in the conversation for greatest athlete sure. of modern history. The consistency's there. The numbers are there over a long time. Yeah, and the uh, you know, and year twenty one, doing Amazing. things nobody's ever done. Amazing. Nobody's ever done it. Right. So, you know, when I hear people talk trash about him, you know, maybe he didn't, maybe he scored less than 20 this game or whatever, yeah. or he missed the shot to win or whatever or what? the case may be, you know, there's like, oh, La Bum James or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you oh, know, the hype's just, too much. There's so much hype yeah. today. It'd be I like saying like so Arnold Schwarzenegger hype. wasn't a great bodybuilder. It would be like crazy, saying, you know, man. Vanessa Williams was not a great tennis player. It'd be like, you know, it's just like, I mean, or Serena and, and you know, yeah. either one of them, you know, you can, I mean, you take these legendary athletes who've accomplished more than anybody in the history of their sport. Yeah. And you, you, you try to talk trash about them. You have respect for that, man. Yeah. Go ahead <laughs> like, and say they had a bad game. That Go happens. ahead and say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, LeBron James had a bad game last night, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no longer in the conversation. But but put <laughs> that in, yeah, but put it in the context of his career. Yeah. You know, and then try to tell me that he's not one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah. It's just the hype machine. There's so much hype. And, like, we're living off of eating the hype right now on everything. Like, it could it could be politics could be religion it could be entertainment like i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna say something i know a lot of people are not gonna like man i know taylor swift is gigantic right now i think the music's very basic there's nothing great to me about the music i'm just not into it now the whole thing with the shows and stuff seems pretty cool and all that but i don't know i i'm pushing back against it a little bit you know i'm like the marketing and the spectacle is is incredible it's incredible what she has accomplished in her career seems you know pretty incredible yeah. especially when you think about and to your point and i'm gonna say it out loud as well how mediocre she is that's what i'm saying no one's talking about this <laughs> like, i mean it, it's she's really really mediocre average pop music i mean it's like <laughs> she's i appreciate that she's you know tackled different forms of pop sure you know acoustic just, to you know, know dance to you know things like that but i don't think she's ever done anything daring no you know she's never really gone outside the box of pop it's just different forms of it. And I'm not saying she has to. I'm not saying that, of you know, course. If, if that's not what she wants to do, she's doing apparently exactly what she wants to do. Right. More power to her. But I, I, I can't see a world in which you could compare her to Michael Jackson. Right. The Prince. Al, this just isn't Purple Rain, Prince, man. This isn't David Sam, Bowie, Bruce Springsteen. You know, yeah, exactly. This isn't that. I was explaining this to someone that said, you seriously, you were talking about seminal albums, like incredible game-changing music that like literally 
felt like so incredible, like it changed the arc of music or whatever. I don't know. It just seems like a great show, very average music, but it's the hype machine. It's like we're just hyping the hell out of Colorado football, Dan Sanders. That's a bad team. I could yeah. say that. That's a bad football team. The hype is bigger than the actual team. The team is not they, good. <laughs> like, the only reason anybody's talking about him is because Deion Sanders. Right. But that's I'm the not only confused. reason that anybody's, in, that anybody's talking right. about him at all. I mean, you know, uh, there, there have been many years where uh, the only reason anybody talks about the Los Angeles Lakers is just because they're the Lakers. That's it. It's not because they're a good team. It's, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not saying that for this year or last sure, year, things like sure. that. They, they, they accomplished years, a lot last year, right? You know. But there have been years where they continue to be talked about on every sports show every day. And you're just like, why? Like, why? <laughs> I have no idea why we're, why we're <laughs> and I'm a Laker fan and I have no idea why you're talking about it because they're bad. They're really bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's this thing. It's like you can recognize I'm a fan. I like this team, but hey, our guys stink, you know, yeah. right now. Like, why can't and that's the the fandom is out of control where it's like they nope, these are great guys. I'm like, what world is this you're living in? It's yeah. not like it's like saying you're all your friends are perfect. They've never made any mistakes. It's like <laughs> that's I reject that. That's a rejection of reality, literally. Like, like yeah. I watched a uh U2 concert documentary thing hosted by David Letterman. It's on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. I watched it yesterday as I was lying there, yeah. not feeling well. And um, I'm not a, I'm not what you call a U2 fan at yeah. all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't, very rarely would I ever actually go and put on a U2 mm -hmm. album or song or anything. Yeah. Um, but as I'm watching that documentary and, and everything, and, and I, I just appreciated them. Yeah. These guys changed oh. the, 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 the project, you know, the projection of, of music, you know, sure. these guys came out and said something and like their music, hate their music, like what, what Bono's saying, like his activism, hate his activism. I think he's an extremely brave human being for right. just putting himself out there to do it. Yes. Putting himself side by side with people he disagrees with in order to get shit done. Yep. And using his celebrity for good. Yeah. Most definitely. And you could so, also say a lot of their early music was incredible all the way up to how to dismantle atomic bomb was when it was garbage. And then it started going really downhill. I can say yeah. that. I liked a lot of Joshua tree pop, all that. And then this came and I was like, oh, this is bad. Why this is bad. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, when 808 they, heartbreaks came out with Kanye, I was like, this is the end. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, this is the end, man. You know, Jesus. And, and, good, and once again, they're doing what they want to do. Right. That's their cool. thing. They, they can do whatever the heck they want to do. And this will sound like a pun, but I'm not meaning for it to be. But to what you're saying, uh, there was a point where they seem to have lost their edge. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> like, yeah. They, yeah, see, there's the pun. There's the pun. There's the pun. But um, <laughs> where they they lost their relevance. Sure. And hey, you stick in the game long enough, that's bound to happen. Of course. That's bound to happen. You're bound to lose your your relevance. You're bound to lose your your the 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 edge that you had when you were yeah. young. That kind of anger and energy and yeah. and all those things. And you know, hey. Uh, now they're at a point where they just make the music they want to make. Yeah, and yeah. more power to them. Just keep doing it, guys. You know, I'm. I, 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 they they've been a band for almost fifty years. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. It's so hard to and do. And they seem to still like each other. They do like each other. They. It's incredible, actually. So I. So I mean, and that that's why I say about like the the Taylor Swifts and things like that. Yeah. You you have a long, extremely yeah. successful career. You seem to be doing what you're doing, what what you want to do. I would never tell you to change for no, me. No, no. I, I would never tell you to do something different because I want you to do something different. Yeah, but I would just be realistic about how where I would place you in the echelon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of great, that's pretty art. average. I'm just, I'm telling you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not a. That's just my personal opinion. There's people who are gonna disagree with me, but. I just don't have blinders about stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, I can see all this other greatness, but the actual music part, eh, it's pretty average. You know, eh, it's okay. Good for you. You don't need my opinion anyways. It's not like it yeah. matters, you know, but that's just <laughs> how I'm looking at it. I'm sure I'm sure uh, Taylor Swift is just heartbroken at, a, at, at two 45-year-old guys yeah, yeah. I mean, talking we're about how her, her, yeah. her music doesn't, doesn't yeah, I mean, speak she to don't us. Care about us. You know, you Taylor, know. do your thing. Don't worry about these guys, man. You know? <laughs> Simon, you're the man. I, uh, man, I always need. I feel like I always need this. I feel like I always. I know. Need I've been. This. I've been missing it. So, you know, know, when we had it's to postpone it, I was like, oh boy. Oh well, no, it, it just happens. You know, at, at least it was your fault this time. It yeah, wasn't yeah. My fault I'll this take time. the blame. I mean, I'll it, take the blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always a pleasure, man. And uh, I, I look forward uh, to our next time. Yeah, appreciate it.